You're listening to a podcast from Victory. True faultless religion is showing love to God, especially by abstaining from worldly corruption and love for others, especially by helping the most helpless among us. Any separation of these two is not true Christianity. Learn more about this truth in week two of our series, Gospel Demonstrated. Today we're going to talk about uh, doing the word, not just hearing the word. Now, marami po tayong naririnig na mga messages, but in spite of the influx of information, especially now uh, during the internet age na one click lang, we, uh, millions of information can be made available for us. But in spite of the influx of information, our lives we see things that are not changing. Kaya importante ito pong message na ito. If we want to see change, if we want to see breakthroughs, if we want to see the plans of God unfold in our lives, then the exhortation for us is not just be hearers, but doers. Uh, the Bible says, faith comes from hearing the message. Ilan po sa inyo dito da, every time you come in church and you hear the preaching of the word, you are built up in the faith. Nai-encourage. At least may tatlong na-encourage. Pag nagbabasa po tayo ng Bible, you know, not only in church on a Sunday, but you know, every time you open the Bible and you hear, you, you read the promises of God, something happens inside of you. You know, one thing I like about the time of worship, pag kumakanta po tayo, no? hindi po video okay yun. <laughs> but ang maganda po sa pag kumakanta tayo, actually the lyrics are really from the Word of God. We put uh, rhythm and and notes, pero yung kinakanta po natin, Bible verses yan eh. So, kaya pag kumakanta tayo, you know, when we declare the Word of God, when we remind ourselves of who God is, our perspective is elevated. Something happens in us that there is an atmosphere of faith created. Kaya many times after worship, pag nakinig tayo ng message, ready na tayo to receive. Whether you're coming from work, from a stressful week, or may problema kang dinadala, pero after worship, somehow, you know, something is lifted out of you. And so faith comes from hearing the message, but the point of hearing the message is for us to receive faith so we can rise up and do what God is calling us to do. It's not just for us to type in our cell phone that we're not going to check for the remainder of the week. So we're going to uh, look into this uh, part of James chapter 1. And we're going to see what God, uh, what's God's message for all of us today. So if you have your Bible with you, uh, we're going to read from verse 19 all the way to verse 27. Let me pray and commit this time to, to the Lord. Lord, we thank you once again for the opportunity to get into your word. Lord, your word is powerful. It's alive. It's active. And Lord, we pray, God, that your word will do its work in our hearts. Lord, we pray that your word will, Lord God, just, uh, Lord God, bring renewal, Lord God, in our, in our mind, in our hearts, Lord, and we pray we will not stay the same after this. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. Verse 19, it says, know, th- know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, therefore, Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness 
and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. And again, it's, we have to remember that this message was originally given to Christians who were scattered because of persecution. They are going through trials and many of them are experiencing poverty. So mahira po yung sitwasyon ng mga Kristiyano noon, unlike us today that uh, for the most part, it's so convenient for us. But during their time, it's hard to be a Christian. For you to be a follower of Christ, you must be serious. Because you can be put to jail, you can be killed, your properties can be confiscated. And so, but many of them were struggling in their faith. Although serious sila, tsaka committed sila, but because of the trial that they are going through, nasi-shake din po sila. Ilan sa inyo dito minsan nasi-shake din kayo? Eh? Gumagano kayo? Anyway. So James was exhorting them. He said, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, which we know it's not always easy to do, especially if you're going through something difficult. Pero ang exhortation niya, sabi niya, ano, dahan-dahan lang. Alam ko, marami tayong pinagdadaanan, but uh, hold your tongue. If you have nothing good to say, don't, don't speak at all. And don't, don't be mad, don't be angry with God, don't be angry with other people, but this exhortation is not easy. Diba? Parang sa atin, we can relate. I mean, if, you're, if business is not doing well, if there's conflict in the family, if we have debts to pay, if we're, go, if we're having terrible sickness, if we are offended, um, if we... If things are not going according to plan, di ba? Ilan sa atin dito na to challenge din yung patience natin. If you're driving and you're running late, tapos nata-traffic ka pa, di ba? The last thing you want to do is to be a blessing to people. Gusto mong mang-curse eh, di ba? Magre-repent na lang ako mamaya, Lord. But it's hard. But here's the exhortation of James. He said, I know your situation is hard, but I want you to also understand your anger will not produce the righteousness of God. It's not also going to make the situation better. Don't allow the situation to become a reason or an excuse for bad attitude. James was exhorting them. Instead, he's saying, rather let this be an opportunity for us to trust God and grow in our character and faith. And connected po to sa message natin last week Now, when we go through trials, the Bible says, consider it pure joy because it's producing something in us. And so, James was reinforcing what he said earlier. Then verse 22 to 25, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but the doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Okay? Ilan sa atin dito na naloko na tayo? Okay? Naisahan na tayo. Whether that's in relationship, Nakakala nyo, forever na to? Nung high school kayo? Nag-uukit pa kayo sa puno ng manga? May mga promises pa, parang, you know, whatever happens, and then eventually, nag-break din. I mean, 
naloko na rin tayo, no? whether that's business deal, whether that's an offer, whether umorder kayo sa restaurant, nakita nyo ang laki sa picture. Pero nung in-order nyo na, ano to? Ang liit ng burger. Ayaw na, ayaw natin yung feeling na iniisahan tayo. Tama ho ba? We hate it. I mean, we don't want to be cheated. We don't want to be deceived. But here's what's ironic. Because James said, we don't want other people to do that to us. But every time we listen to the word and not do it, we are doing that to ourselves. We're deceiving ourselves. The very thing we don't want other people to do to us, we're doing to ourselves. And so if we're listening to God's word like every Sunday, but we don't do anything about what we've heard, the Bible says we are fooling ourselves. Ouch. We're robbing ourselves of the blessing that God wants for us. The opportunities that God is opening to us. So uh, James, uh, James compared a person who only hears the word but don't do it to a person who looks at the mirror. We can all relate kasi madalas tayong tumingin sa salamin lahat. And yung salamin, sabi niya, yung tao na tumingin sa salamin, nakita niya yung itsura niya, for example, bagong gising siya, alam niya, meron siya dito, gulo ng buhok niya, meron. nakita niya, pero after niya tumingin sa salamin, umalis siya, tapos dumiretso, lumabas ng bahay para pumunta sa opisina. Parang ganun daw yung picture, you saw yourself, but you did not do anything about it. Re- the, the Bible was compared to a mirror because it shows us who we really are. Kaya minsan natatako tayo, di ba? Pag tumingin sa tayo sa lamin, parang, uy, sino yan? Nagugulat kayo when you're facing reality. Kaya sometimes we wash, we put gel, we apply makeup because we're faced with reality. May mga salamin din no, sa hotel, di ba? Yung may mga parang magnifying glass. Do you know what I'm saying? It helps you see more than what you see with your natural eyes. Yung akala mo, very makinis yung mukha mo. Pag tinapat mo to, kita mo yung mga crater, di ba? Parang grabe, ay, ano yan? Pwede ka magtanim. Kita mo yung, and you know what? That's what the Word of God do to us. When we read the Word, it goes beyond the surface. It examines our heart. Kaya sabi ng isang pastor, don't just study the Bible, let the Bible study you. Because when we read the Bible, we're confronted with things we don't normally think about. We're, we're, we're challenged, we're convicted, to be honest with you, while studying this and going through all the readings that we have to prepare for this message, I am challenged, I'm convicted. May mga times prepare ako, I have to pause and I have to repent before God because God is showing areas in my life where, where I, I realize, wow, hindi ko na nagguard and I hope that's going to happen to us. Every time we read the Bible, every time we listen, I hope it's challenging us. How many of you here, you're challenged by the Word of God sometimes? Parang kaya ko ba to? My tension, my conflict, that's how we grow. We're challenged. And uh, that's what the Bible do to us. Now, when we accept the Word, what's Amazing is the Bible says, when you look at the perfect law, the law of liberty, what the Bible is saying is, what's amazing is, when you embrace the word of God, it actually sets us free. It liberates us. 
And I, I have so many memories of that where parang feeling ko, Lord, ang hirap nito ah. Pero actually, when you walk with God by faith and you allow the grace of God to sustain you, it's amazing how God can liberate you. May mga bagay na, eh, yun yung idea ko how to live. I, don't, I didn't realize there is a much better way. I didn't realize I can, I can be this kind of person and I can do the things of God. It, it liberates us from the lies, deception, most importantly, from self-obsession. Because sometimes we have the tendency to just think about ourselves. But the Word of God challenges us to always consider others. Kaya may mga verses sa Bible, consider others better than you. Not just your feelings, not just your rights. How about the rights of other people? You want to be understood, but are you making effort to understand others? You want to be forgiven when you commit mistakes, but how are you when people make mistakes? Someone said we want to judge ourselves with our intention, but we judge other people with their action. Pag tayo parang, di naman yun ang intention ko eh. Nagkamali lang yung tao. Pero pag iba, wala akong pakialam sa intention mo. So, uh, James was, was challenging. And then verse 26, and here's what, where I really want to camp out. In verse 26 to 27, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. The word religion here is, uh, another word for that is worshiper or real worshiper. If you consider yourself a true worshiper of God, he said, if you think you're religious, but you cannot control your tongue, you are deceived. This person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. James mentioned two specific areas where we need to demonstrate the gospel and be doers of the word. And that's the word purity and charity. First one is the word purity. He said, uh, not be un- to be to keep oneself unstained from the world. Ilan nung sa atin dito pag, you know, yung galing ka sa labas, yung whole day ka na, nausukan ka na, or nag-basketball ka, basang-basa ka ng pawis, mabaho ka talaga, no? Tapos nag-shower ka, fresh na fresh ka, paglabas mo, sinuot mo uli yung damit mo. May gumagawa ko ba sa atin nandito? Nanghinayang ka eh, sayang naman. Kaysa laban agad. Walang gumagawa sa atin nun, di ba? Yuck! Naks. Pag naligo tayo, mabango na tayo, malinis na tayo, we get new set of clothes. So, it's like James saying to us, Hey, you're already cleansed. You're already washed. You're already justified by the grace of God, by the blood of Jesus. Don't go back to your old life. You're, you're, the old is gone, the new has come. You're a new creation. Don't let your old life, don't go back to your old life. Yung nilinis ka na ngayon, babalik ka na naman, susuotin mo na yun. Tinanggal na ni Lord yun eh. Don't. Don't, don't. don't allow yourself to be stained again by the corruption of the world. Now, when he said, uh, keep yourself unstained, what he's saying is, don't, don't be like people who don't know Jesus. Don't think and act like pagans. Pagans are people who don't know God. 
Sabi niya, huwag mo nang i-compare yung sarili mo sa buhay ng ibang tao. Don't look at the culture, don't look at other people and use that as your peg. Okay? Alam mo yung peg, di ba? Yung pag nagpapapicture, sinong peg mo? Piolo. Or, ba't ganyan ka pumorma? Sinong peg mo? Yung, yung meron kang kinocompare, di ba? Pag-Christian ka, si Christ na yun. How you speak, how you act, how you relate with people, how we do our business, how we treat our spouse, how we raise our children, we try to become more like Jesus. Jesus is our standard. He is our model. He is our source. And so, do not be, uh, keep oneself unstained. Live your life for the purpose of honoring God. And of course, ang example natin si Jesus. You know, hindi ibig sabihin nito ay, kristyano na ako, hindi ako pwedeng ma- madumihan. So, lalayo na ako sa maduduming tao. Nilayuan mo na lahat ng kaibigan mo, family member, lahat na lang lagi kasama mo, kristyano. That's not what this verse is saying. In fact, now that you're a Christian, you are God's uh, vehicle so that other people can be reconciled back to Him. We don't cut our relationships. And Jesus is our good example. He showed us that it's possible to be in the world but not be of the world. To be with sinners but not sin at the same time. That's why one of the uh, accusations against him was he was friend of sinners. Kasi humahang out siya sa mga tax collector. Eh, during their time, yung tax collector, ang sama ng image. Walang religious leaders na humahang out with tax collectors si Jesus lang. He drank with them, he ate, he went to their house, he went to their parties. Hindi siya maintindihan ng religious leaders. Sabi nila, You're, how can you be the son of God, your friend of sinners? But sinners love to be with Jesus. They don't feel judged, they feel loved. Jesus was firm with his teaching and conviction, but at the same time, he was very loving. And, and sinners are so comfortable hanging out with him. How about us? How do sinners feel when they are around us? When they go to church, Jesus showed us an example that it's possible to live pure. And second one is charity. And we said that this series, we, ha- we put special emphasis on our responsibility as Christians to the poor, to the less uh, to the less fortunate ones. And here, uh, James said, this is pure religion. You want to consider yourself religion, here's the litmus test. Purity and then charity. Now, this is important because may mga tao, puro sila purity. Read the Bible, pray, go to church, serve in the church. Pero walang charity. May mga tao naman, tsaka organization, puro charity, walang purity. Tulong tayo sa mahirap. Bigay tayo dito, bigay tayo dyan. Pero yung buhay, walang pagbabago. It cannot be. It has to be both. If we're going to be real worshippers of God, there's got to be purity and there's got to be charity. And many times, you know, uh, we, are very, uh, we, we are very guarded with our purity. But sometimes we miss out on our role when it comes to the less privileged. And so, James talked about charity. You know, God cares for the poor. There's just, 
If you study the Bible, you'll be amazed with the number of verses referring to the poor. And here are just some of the uh, examples. Proverbs 14, verse 31. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping the poor honors him. How many of you here, you want to honor God? The Bible says this is one way to honor him. Proverbs 19, verse 17. If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. Proverbs 22, verse 2. The rich and poor have this in common. The Lord made them both. God values both. Not just the rich, but the poor. And sometimes, uh, you know, we can have the tendency to treat rich people differently with poor people. Pag rich, dapat ganitong pagkain. Dapat ganitong ambience. Pag poor, kahit ano na ipakain. And I'm, I'm not preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. Mas magalang pag rich. Mas very conscious tayo sa word pag rich. Pero pag poor, kahit ano lang. We're not very particular how they're going to feel. So this is really a good, I mean, a good examination for us. How do I treat people? Do I treat them based on their title, based on what they are wearing, based on their car, based on their degree or last name? Do I treat people the same? The rich and poor have this in common. The Lord made them both. Then he said, visit. Everyone say visit. Now, that word means to personally see, care, or provide. Make the effort to ask, to listen, or nor know the situation. There was a time when I went to Payatas. Meron po kaming outreach. I can't, imagine, I can't remember anymore exactly why we went there. I just remember bringing food. and It was my first time to be in the Payatas area. Grabe! Yung pagpumasok ka doon, paglabas mo, walang exaggeration, nakaalis ka na, nakauwi ka na ng bahay, pero yung damit mo amoy Payatas. You bring it with you. And I, would, I was... Uh, watching and looking around, yung mga tao doon, naglalaba, nagpa-plan, nag, naglalaba, nagpa-plan, <laughs> naglalaba, nagsasampay sa labas ng bahay nila. Can you imagine? Nilaban mo yung damit mo, sinampay mo, that's the air that's blowing. So, ang daming langaw everywhere. And when I was there, I just, I was faced with poverty. But to be honest, I can't remember the last time I went to a place like that. So this is very challenging. Visit. Here's uh, one quote from John Wesley. One great reason why the rich in general have so little sympathy for the poor is because they so seldom visit them. One part of the world does not know what the other suffers. Many of them do not know because they do not care to know. They keep out of the way of knowing it and then plead their voluntary ignorance as an excuse for their hardness of heart. And if you think about it, no? sino ba lagi kong kasama? San ba ako lagi pumupunta? It seemed like I'm in a bubble. No wonder I'm not as aware of what other people are experiencing. The Bible says we sin and contribute to people's poverty when we don't do anything about their condition. James chapter 4, verse 17, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him, it is sin. 
But visit does, doesn't mean just physically going to a location. Visit means going out of your way to actually ask and know the situation of the people around you. Because we encounter poor people every day. In our home, workplace, street. Even if we don't intentionally visit, we encounter them every day. But do we make the effort to talk to them, to listen and know what's happening? Orphans and widows. And he, he talked about orphans and widows. And during their time, the most helpless members of society are these people. It's because of how, how their society and culture was set up. Women are not given the same rights and privileges given to men. So pag namatay yung asawa ng babae, wala, hindi siya kaya magtrabaho. So, mostly, ang option nila, manghingi, umasa sa bigay ng ibang tao because they are not given the access or the privileges. And it's not any different today. And this verse, it doesn't mean as Christians we're limited to orphans and widows. It represents people who are helpless. And, and even in our, wag na tayong lumayo, ano, sa bansa na lang natin, ano, there are many people who don't have the same access that you and I have. The same privileges. Dati, kinonvict ako ni Lord kasi hindi na nga ako tumutulong. Kinakurse ko pa, parang pag may kumakatok sa kotse, parang laki-laki ng katawan. Alam sa dito guilty rin minsan. Minsan di mo sinasabi, pero sa mind mo, mga sindikato. Di ba? Or parang dami nyo kasi mag-anak. Parang daming sinasabi. Di na nga tumulong, kinurse pa, di ba? Kaya siguro sabi niya, this is pure religion. Hold your tongue. But really, to be honest, many of these people, it's not because tamad talaga sila, but they have no access. They have no people who can help them with. In fact, marami tayong may college degree pero unemployed. Thousands of people, even though they graduated, they cannot find employment. How much more these people? Helpless. Orphans and widows represent the most helpless members of our how do we apply this now as I come to a close? How do, we, how do we apply this message from the book of James? As we demonstrate the gospel, as we become doers, here are three questions that we might want to think about and consider. As we search, as we pray to God, Lord, how do you want me? Because we're not trying to endorse um, a specific way of life. We're not trying to tell you stop going on vacation, shopping, eating in restaurants. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is for us to search our heart and pray to God and say, Lord, am I doing my part? Am I being a good steward of the resources? How much of my resources is going to the poor? First question, who are the helpless people around us? Sa context mo, who are the helpless people around you? It can be the workers working for us, household help, driver, gardener, I don't know. Who are the helpless people around you? Next one is, how can you visit them? How can you know their situation? Third is, what assistance can you provide them? What assistance can you provide them? And uh, I was reminded that Ati Emi helped someone who was in prison. You know, after three hearings without complainant, that woman should have 
not been detained anymore. Pero dahil walang lawyer, walang pera, and walang connection, you know, the person was kept in prison. I don't know how long she was put in jail. And I'm sharing this because sometimes we only think, pera, wala akong pera, paano makakatulong sa poor? But it's not just about money. Money is involved, yes. But there's a lot of things we can do. Ate Emmy is not a public official, doesn't have a title, I mean, She's not a lawyer, but when she heard about the situation of this poor woman, she prayed to God and go, tried going out of her way to seek help so that this woman can be set free. Fast forward, after po na mga prayer tsaka effort, the woman was able to go free. <clears throat> Nakalaya na po yung babae. Okay? And just last year, bato Ate Emi, no? when we baptized, and Ate Emmy not only that opened the door for us to be able to preach the gospel sa correctional and we're able to baptize a lot of inmates last year. Amazing. How many of you know that's a powerful gospel demonstration? We're not just thinking about our retirement. We're not just thinking about our investment or our savings or what are we, where, where are we going to go next year, but we're asking, Lord, what can I do for the poor? Who are the poor people that you're putting in my heart? How can I use what I have, my influence, my connection, my resources, my talent, my ability, so that we can help people get out of poverty? What can I do, Lord? Other practical things we can do, and I'm just throwing ideas, and after this, I'm going to close. I'm sure you can think of more, of more ways as you pray to God. Maybe for some of us, alam mo, itong isang practical na pwede natin gawin, pag natin, Let's do a general cleaning. Look at our cabinet. Tingnan natin yung house and let's see if there's some things we're not using anymore. Maybe there are clothes that's been there for more than a year. We've never worn it. And maybe that's something that can help other people. I'm sure meron tayo. There's something. Surely we can give. Maybe we, we can evaluate how are we paying our employees. Are we, are we benefiting from their poverty? Or maybe we can set aside portion of our income. Benevolence fund. You know, when, when I was preparing, not that I don't set aside money. I, my wife and I, were, we are setting aside money for mission, campus ministry, real life. I mean, I'm, we're supporting my mom who's now 80 plus years old, who's a widow and cannot support herself anymore. So, I can relate, but even with that, when I was preparing this, God convicted me and say, ilan dito, yun pa rin yung amount after many years. God has given increase to me and my family. And we've raised our standard of living, but I failed to raise the standard of giving in some of our givings. I was convicted. Ah, I have to re-examine and evaluate. One of the things we can do, how much of our money we set aside so we can give and release resources to the poor. Maybe we can visit someone in need together with our families. Kaya actually, yung may mga, mga parents dito, maganda, masama rin natin yung kids natin. No? Maybe we can stock food in our car. Pag may kumatok, di ba? Ako ayaw mong pera, pagkain na lang. But let's do something. Amen? 
we can do that. And here's why. We can, you know why we can do this? Because we ourselves are recipient of God's generosity and compassion. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty might become rich. If you really encountered the gospel, if you really understood the grace of God, you can't help but extend the same grace to others. Pag naintindihan talaga natin na, Lord, ang laki ng utang ko sa'yo, I'm poor, I'm helpless, I'm hopeless, I have no good thing apart from you. But Lord, though you're rich, you came and became poor so that I can be made rich. Lahat ng, Lord, yung salvation na nareceive ko sa'yo, grabe Lord. Dahil sa salvation mo nagbago buhay ko, everything else is a bonus. Kahit hindi mo na ako i-blessed Lord, wala akong reklamo. You know why? Salvation itself is more than enough. But God is good. How many of you are glad we are serving a good God? Hindi niya lang tayo pinatawad, He promised to bless us. And how many of you can testify, God has been good to you, God has blessed you. If God has blessed you, give Him uh, your biggest clap, amen, and praise. Apart from God, we have no good thing, amen? You just heard a podcast from Victory. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook at facebook.com victoryph.